Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I am Detta. So hey, Corey. This week, we finally, we've had this picture that I bought two years ago at the West Seattle Street Fair. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore it because, and it's by a guy named Justin Hillgrove, who has a website called Imps and Monsters. He's absolutely wonderful. We finally got it framed and I finally hung it up (laughs) two years later. So, you know. Good things about Corona. Not very many of them, but doing old projects that you meant to do two years ago. Very good one. But it made me think of the fact that I really like the retelling of fairy tales. Oh, and why is that? So I bought this picture called What Big Dreams We Have, where Little Red Riding Hood is laying down with this wolf um, in a very platonic, like, pet kind of way. (laughs) You can just say she's curled up sleeping next to a wolf. She's curled up sleeping next to the wolf. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to. You don't have to overthink it, you nut. (laughs) Anyway, it's very platonic. It is very cute and adorable. And it made me start thinking about the fact that I really like retelling fairy tales. And I especially like the retellings of the ones with the wolves because I hate how wolves are always cast as the evil villain. And I totally understand the metaphor behind Little Red Riding Hood and the transformation of darkness. And I just think there are different ways to tell it. And I realized how much that informs parts of my practice. And the Little Red Riding Hood fairy tale is one that does it for me. And I am actually starting to rewrite one that also is involved with some tarot card journeying because I've been meditating with my tarot cards and little red started coming up again and then I framed this picture and it just made me wonder for you and our listeners do you folks have any fairy tales or stories that inform your practice or your craft honestly I don't know specifically but I think the general feeling that's been happening in movies and media and storytelling in the past I'm going to say 10-15 years of the villain becoming more complicated in fairy tales or shining a light on why a group of people think someone is a villain. Um, for, in- for instance, the story of Maleficent that oh, Disney did. I love that retelling. I That movie was so triggering for me. Um there's a part, and if you know, you know, but there's a part that was so disgusting and awful and invasive and, and harming to Maleficent. And all I could think was, I also would have become the mistress of evil, mm-hmm. or at least perceived as, because she was victimized. And um, I think that the vibe of, I think that the practice of finding these old 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 stories and examining them more closely or maybe flipping the perspective for example the comic book that i'm obsessed with i was just talking to someone on our instagram about it it's called laura olympus if people are it's huge it's blowing up it's it's enormous but it's a retelling of the story of hades and persephone it's so beautiful and sad and people are saying it's like revisionist Mm. but i don't i don't think it's revisionist i think it's taking a story where yet again some woman or femme is victimized and instead giving her an active part in the story yeah 
And I carry that with me in my practice. I will not be victimized. I will not be victimized. And that is something that is so, so important to me. And I feel like a lot of retellings are changing the narrative of the supposed victim. They are. And putting them in a way that they are not victimized or they are somehow embracing their power and choosing not to be victimized or perceived as a victim or like crushed under anybody's boot and I carry that vibe into my practice but I don't have a specific fairy tale well that those are some pretty great stories right there and I think the retelling of stories and I also won't call them well we have to remember that so many of the stories that were told about women witches specifically may I just say get me started oh yeah they were awful and wrong and since we just finished up with Samhain and Halloween for the mainstream, all of those images of witches that come out that are really triggering to some witches, you know, the evil with the wart on their face. These women were landowners and healers and herbalists. And doulas. Yep. And, and because people couldn't grasp science and germs and what they did and what they were— they told these awful, horrible stories about them and persecuted them and burned them or drowned them or hung them. And those are the stories that got told. So, of course, we're retelling them because they're wrong. And so, I don't know. It's not revisionist because they weren't told correctly in the first place. They were told yeah. with a slant and a perspective. of. And I, th- I think I've mentioned it before and I've mentioned it again, but Welcome to Night Vale has that excellent oh, yeah. bit about how... When there is nothing else, there will be stories. Mm. And I think that is so, so important. I get very passionate about this. You can't see it, but I am like punching my own leg with punctuation because I'm so... This gets me very fired up and very heated. But I think that the way that we tell stories is so, so vital. And I'm not saying anything new here. This isn't me being like groundbreaking or revolutionary. This is me just talking passionately about something that I care about very much. You see it all the time on TV, in the news, in the books that we read, in the newspapers. Stories are written by a person who is fallible, who is also probably operating under bias. Mm -hmm. Stories are perpetuated by people who share those biases. Stories have to be confronted by people whom those stories are biased against. We have to constantly, constantly be thinking about the way our story is being told and thinking about the stories that we are hearing. It is so important. Yeah, and we have to take an active role in that. Speaking of which, by the time that you all hear this, we don't know right now, but maybe by the time you hear this, we'll know the results of the election because we're not going to know that, I think, on election day. I think we're going to, but hopefully by the time. just got like an acid reflux bubble when you said that. The next episode might have a very different tone. <laughs> you never know. Oh, you God. just never know. But for please today. Vote. We're not going to get political like super deep here, but like, please vote. Vote. Wear your mask. Vote. 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 I mean, in the next election. Oh, yeah. This Always vote. Vote for your local elections. Midterm local elections. Midterm elections in two years are going to be really important. So, Detta, are you ready to babble? Let's babble. Babblers, we have some very exciting news today. We have a guest with us, a dear friend of the fam, our friend Lindsay. Lindsay, say hi. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay. I'm so excited Um, to be here. We're so excited to have you here. Yes, we are. First things first, how do we all know one another? Uh, Well, I I met you, Corey, uh, at a university, uh, but actually I knew knew Dana just a little bit sooner because uh, our paths crossed um, in community college. They did. Yeah. And you had, you'd already met your current husband at that time right i had i i actually i met him um in community college so uh yeah we knew each other just like right at the very moment that that uh hubzilla and i were starting to go i kind of like you oh no (laughs) hubzilla i love that yeah while i 
respect and love and know you as your own individual entity. It is always a comfort to know yeah. that um, Hubzilla comes along with that because he's wonderful. He is a really great accomplice. I'm yeah. I'm very pleased with my decisions. <laughs> That's always a good thing to be able to say. I'm very pleased yeah. with my decisions. Yeah. I keep him. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, so this podcast is about magic in all of its grand vagueness. And sometimes we like to get really specific. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about a little bit about how magic has influenced, affected, or is part of your life. Um, first things first, I suppose, here's a question I hadn't thought of before. Would you consider yourself a witch, Miss Lindsay? Yes, I, I, I think I would. Um, both in the pop culture sense of um, blah ha ha, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh but also more in in the the sense that i um i i believe that i i can affect change and and um manifest my needs uh with with the help of uh for me specifically nature but um yeah very witchy yes, <laughs> yes. yeah that is very witchy and that's how i feel as well I love that you said in the pop culture sense, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, same, same, hard same. Yeah, I just started rewatching Buffy, and I'm just skipping to all the Willow sections. <laughs> Man, she was wronged. Anyway, we don't have time for that. <laughs> that might be a whole other podcast. That's a whole other we'll podcast. have you back for Corey's that. salty feelings about the bi erasure in that show. Anyway, so that's a like awesome segue, though, what you said. So what do you think makes a witch? That's a really broad question, just because I think there's so many different ways to be a witch. Um, and I know there's a lot of like, scoffing at the the aesthetic witches and you know, the baby witches and stuff that um, that's happening. But I, I actually I kind of love it. I think it's really sweet. And I think that it is a wonderful way for we'll say primarily femmes, but uh, honestly, uh, men are absolutely witches too. But for in the aesthetic, for um, taking back power and and being being the element that enacts the change you're trying to see, that is directing your destiny, and also it makes it really easy for me to uh, shop for my aesthetic at home. <laughs> same, same. It's easier now than it was in high school because in high school I had nowhere but Hot Topic and that yes. was not satisfactory. No shade on Hot Topic, but that was not satisfactory. Oh my hey. gosh, I'm older than you guys and Hot Topic and Spencer's were, were the places where I could shop for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Do you guys remember Spencer's? I remember it and yeah. retroactively I'm disgusted by the fact that I shopped there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually worked at Hot Topic in high school briefly. Oh. Yeah, I was a Hot Topic kid. I have to you say would. I love Hot Topic. Are they even in existence anymore? Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Cool, like cool. a third of the targeted ads on my Facebook are Hot Topic ads. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are you guys well, picking up the wind that's like just suddenly started buffeting my home? Yeah. The wind um, wants to be involved. It heard you talking about the elements and yeah. uh, new witches embracing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I have to say, Lindsay, I love that you're so opening and welcoming. Yeah. I was listening to somebody else talking about just the irritation around it. And I was like, why? They're going to find themselves. This is a starting place for them. They're yeah. young. They're going to, you know, they're going to find out about the Lord. They're going to, if they're, if they're meant to follow this path, they'll find out about the Lord. They'll get, they'll get information. Yeah. Let them have it, fun. It's like, just because you fancy yourself the world right now, you were the fool once too. So like show a little bit Precisely. of grace. <laughs> I love that. Show a little bit of grace. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's starting somewhere different, and everybody, at least in my personal experience, is gonna do stuff wrong initially, and like self-correct, and it's gonna be great. Yeah. And in case you don't know what Corey's referring to, it's a tarot reference. The fool is not a bad thing. It's the beginning. No. It's the fool's journey, and we all want to take that anyway. Back I to love you. the fool. I love. 
I love when I do a spread and the fool shows up. I just, mm. it makes me so happy. It doesn't happen very often for me these days. And um, I don't know whether that means I need to make any sort of change, but um, whenever, whenever he pops up, I'm always so pleased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like funny. a, it's like a gust of like fresh enthusiasm. Big fan. Um, I will say with the whole aesthetic witches and stuff, um, I don't actually use a lot of sort of the the nice, fancy, witchy stuff. Um, you know, my my uh, internet handle most places are Gutterbruja, uh, and I do very much consider myself a trash witch in that I just use what I have. Um, it's um, very kind of raw and dirty, and I don't have a lot of shiny crystals and pretty baubles. Um, I... Uh, I'm reminded of just the other day I was with a couple of people who are also um, quite witchy and uh, we were, we were pulling out some stuff and and they had these beautiful like crystal baubles and, and lovely cards. And I was like, Oh yeah, I want a pendulum. And I sort of fished around in my pockets and like, found I had a piece of string and like picked up a rock from the ground and sort of just said it and then went, okay I'm good yeah and it was just such a I don't yeah here this is we... this is my this is the thing that I use now this is you and know. it makes it so connected <laughs> and I have to say Corey and I were talking about this and I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not it's really almost impossible now to ethically source crystals so I don't buy any anymore. I have ones that I've had for years and years, but I went to refresh my candle supply. One of the only times I've been out of the house because I refuse <laughs> to order my witchy stuff from Amazon. So I went to our local place here in Seattle, all masked up, and there were all these crystals there. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. So, yeah, so I have to say I think that's brilliant. Rock. I love I also- it. I just want to say how like amazing that is. We talk about this a lot on this yeah, podcast because our audience is so um, widely ranged as far as like brand new witches and like really experienced witches um, that the trinkets and the sparklies and the and the nice aesthetic fun stuff is like great and fun and can be really enriching. But if you have a rock and a string and an intention, oh, yeah. you good. <laughs> Yeah. Like you good. Don't worry about it. I'm kidding. And, yeah. and those are the things that speak more to Yeah. Yeah. We're just saying the same thing. I'm just saying the same we're thing just over so and over again. About what you just yeah. said, all. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I love your handle, Gutter Bruja. We'll link that in the show notes. So you can find Lindsay after the fact. And sure. admire all of her amazing piratey goodness. Um awesome. I love that. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Um, so you've talked a lot about, uh, nature and like feeling really in tune with that. So when you think about magic, what is your favorite type of magic to do? Would you say that it's like, go out and be in nature and like, that's enough? Or is it like, I know that you like to create delicious things in your kitchen. I believe I've seen that on the old Instagram. Um, so what kind of magic like really speaks to you? Uh, I am, I am definitely a kitchen witch, uh, but I, uh, I do a lot of herbal work and so I'll, like my garden is is a very big part of of my practice and so I'll grow a lot of my um, tools I guess I would say a lot of my yeah. ingredients yeah um, and if I can't grow them then I will you know go source them myself and I feel like a big part of the experience of going out and and collecting and connecting and thanking the plant for allowing me to to make this harvest and um, and all that's that's all a huge part of it and it's always such a fulfilling day when I've you know gone out and you know snuffled some mushrooms and you know picked some <laughs> it's definitely snuffling you're like digging around um, you know and and picked some you know various wild herbs or whatever and and. I feel very connected when when I do that. And I, I, I always come home feeling so energized. So, Lindsay, you wildcraft. I do. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> okay. I, I just signed up. I'm taking this herbalist class. And wildcrafting scares the crap out of me. I, like, so... 
I want to buy my violet seeds so that I don't have to go out and forage them by myself because I feel like I will screw it up and eat something poisonous. So have you been wildcrafting for a long time? Um, a few years. I, I'm fairly new to specifically mushrooms. Like, <gasps> I still will not go by myself. I will go with a friend who, like, has been mushroom hunting for decades. And mm -hmm. I still go, hey, what's this one? Can I eat this? Is this is this the thing I think it is? And there's still times where he goes, nah, put that down. Oh, so, wow. you know, um, trial and error, but I, I try not to have to trial too much. Um, so yeah, I'm really only picking stuff that I know and recognize. Yeah. Um, that is so like, cool. I really like bones and fossils and, and, and animals and stuff. And, and so when I'm, when I'm out and about, uh, particularly with looking for mushrooms, since that's very much, uh, digging through the loam, I'll come across, uh, the remains of, of various various animals and and if it is suitable amenable and legal i will often pick them up and clean them up and 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 give them new life in my home and um that's that's one of my favorite things too yes 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 so Miss Lindsay, I do have a question for you about um you mentioned your handle is gutter bruja which is Spanish for which. Um, and I know that we share a similarity in that we are both, uh, um, <laughs> I know that we share a similarity in that we're both uh, fairly white presenting, but with Mexican heritage. And I was wondering, I've been seeing a lot of things bubbling up in the universe for me and in my sphere of um, really amazing Mexican and Latin American and even Central American witchcraft and um, which is so refreshing because it's not often talked about and I was wondering what is your experience of or feelings about the portrayal of magic being so western ah oh yes okay so I mean to start off um, my personal brand of witchcraft of how how I, I i move through it is uh very uh santeria and and hoodoo i was uh kind of the 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 lightest <laughs> the lightest person there latino people come in all different colors it's really it's a very strange phenomenon that america in particular likes to paint us all as one shade, where in fact, even just looking at the population of, you know, Mexico directly next to us, or, you know, really any of the countries, you're getting, you know, a, a broad mixture of, of melanin. <laughs> um, so, you know, skin color is not, not a great indicator. Culturally, uh, I do have um, a lot of connection more now, which is, which is amusing. M um, my family kind of went, no, we're, we're here in the U S we're not, we're, we're Americans now. No, nah, no. Nah. So like, I wasn't even taught Spanish as a child. My deep shame. I, I crack jokes that I am actually a Mexicant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, there's this like, weird disconnect but also there's this really strong connection and i feel that you absolutely are are more than uh in a position to be able to to look into that and see if that direction is 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 right for you if you're being called in that direction you you follow it girl um i've i've had a really fantastic connection with get a little choked up here thinking about it um i have a really fantastic connection with with root work, uh, it's it's where my energy really thrives, and it's where my intention really blossoms. And um, you know, there's 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 responsibilities in that. I I do not look the part, and it is absolutely not for me to, um, you know, go around, uh, you know, talking to people about the Orisha because that's while I follow, believe, and, and absolutely have an altar to, to them, 
I, my voice is to hold up others in that one, others that are more, more likely to be pushed aside. My face is very, very easy to just put on something and go, oh, it's fine. She does it. No, no. Um, you know, my, my mentor was, was, you know, an old Haitian woman who, uh, she unfortunately passed away a few years ago. She's now, she's now my ancestors. I talk to her frequently. Um, she's got a little corner of my, of my altar. Um, I guess just as long as there's respect and as long as there's love in it and as long as you are not doing it for your own glory, I, I see, see no, no real harm in it, but always check in. I guess that's really the key. Always check in. I have been really curious about and investigating hoodoo and have run across root work and have been following the hashtag uh, root work. And there is some powerful work and people that are sharing that information out there and also being really clear about this is what you can do and this is what you dang well better not do unless you are this. And so it's really powerful and it's just nice as a white person to be able to admire and respect that admiration for it. So it's so cool. I had no idea, Lindsay, that you practiced. And so that's really cool. <laughs> well, I, um, I don't talk about it a lot because it's sort of, it's not really for me to, you know, put out there. It's mm -hmm. just sort of a, it's a, it's a quiet practice that works for me. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I think talking about your religion uh, uh, to no end is, well, very much like talking about your genitalia to no end. <laughs> it's great that you have one. You don't have to flash it around. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, I definitely think I would say if any of our listeners are interested in what root work is, um, like I am now, uh, we should we should do the work. We should yeah. look it up and and look for many different sources and and be respectful and learn how not to be a jerk. <laughs> yep, that's that's the work of life, yeah. isn't it? Learn how not to be a jerk. <laughs> it is a. Yeah, and it is a really fine line. There's a fine line between, but I, I love the fact that people are talking about, you know, you get called by who you get called by. And, and but that doesn't give you the right just because you're called by that to culturally appropriate it. And, and that is the fine line. And we just need to keep having these conversations. Even if they're uncomfortable, we need to keep having those conversations so that there's always what you just said, Corey, that people are doing that you have to do the work, you guys. You have to do the work. And I think, too, it's so important what Lindsay said, which was check in, just constantly checking in. We talked about that a lot with Natalie as well, like mm -hmm. constant alignment checks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Is my ego driving this or is my curiosity to learn and be better driving this? That is really important. And alignment checks are hard sometimes because sometimes they're not cute. So, like, just remember to keep checking in. Yeah, I, I, I am... I am on a very fascinating journey that uh, requires a lot of me going, okay, hold on. Is this for inner me? Is this for my journey or is this vanity? Is this my ego? Um, do I need to be the one speaking on this? Mm -hmm. Is there a better voice? How can I assist that voice if that's the better voice? Um, and so it's, it's, it's a long, slow, really dirty and humbling thing that I, that I find myself in. Um, and I hope to be doing justice. Um, I, I know that earlier there was a, a request for a definition of, of the uh, Orisha uh, as well. And that's, that's a much simpler one than trying to condense down what root work is. Um, <laughs> the Orisha are uh, essentially gods. They're, they're spirits that, see, I think it's primarily like the Caribbean, South America, and I think a little Nigeria um, tend to follow them more closely. There's, you know, specific ones for sort of specific directions. Sometimes you get called to a specific one. Sometimes you just will generally hey, anyone who's listening, can you help me out with this? 
when you get chosen by one, it's a very big deal. Um, I've, I've not yet. I'm still just general petitioning. Hey, someone want to, someone want to hook me up with a little, with a little energy boost here. I could really use, really use a little something here, you know, different ones require or prefer different offerings, you know, some want tobacco and whiskey, some want fresh flowers and some want just a home cooked meal. So there's, um, there's a lot to it. And I, I, I prefer to think of them sort of along the same lines as, as ancestors, as family, like that you pay respect to, and you want to make sure that you're respecting your, your elders, your advisors. And so you make sure that you give them a little bit of what you've got. Heck yeah. I'm like fascinated. So I'm just like listening. I wish I had popcorn. <laughs> what is, um, here's a question. Here's just a, a general question. What is something that you're doing right now in a world that can sometimes feel very hard? What is something you're doing right now that brings you joy? Okay. Halloween is my favorite. I, I love it. Just everything about it. I, I love scary movies. I love spooky things. I, you know, bones and black cats and all of all the whole thing. Every part of it. Candy. And this year was supposed to be like the Halloween. You know, it's on a Saturday. Daylight savings time. You get an extra hour of it. It's a full moon. Like all of these wonderful things that were going to happen. It was going to be such a fun you know, wonderful connecting party atmosphere. And well, now there's not really going to be a lot of connecting, um, which is what needs to happen. But uh, as a, an antidote to that separation, that loneliness and that um, disappointment, uh, I decided last month that I was going to do some reverse trick-or-treating and drop off Halloween scare packages. <laughs> and so that's what I've been working on this month. So I started out making little hand making little tags for for everybody in town. Inside these little sachets are herbs for friendship and, you know, love. Uh, and as I stitched them up, I, you know, was thinking good thoughts of, of what I want for each friend and how much I value them. And there's a bay leaf in there that has a little wish for them in each of them, because I'm very hard on the outside, but I'm very soft and squishy on the inside and sentimental. Uh, so started with that and then put together little packs with uh, little toys and candy. And I'm going to be uh, baking some cookies here um, probably tomorrow. And uh, I will start dropping those off at people's houses uh, Thursday or Friday. And we'll <laughs> do that on Saturday. And I will probably dress up and I'll probably go trick or treat and throw it at their porch and run away. And by the way, listeners, that will have already happened by the time you're hearing this. So because we're recording before Halloween and Samhain. Yeah. Time is an illusion. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I agree. Especially yeah. this year it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, yeah. May I just say what an incredible, like, active and real embodiment of, like, spreading light and love that is? Like, that, I want to cry. Yeah. That is using your energy and your amazing power to, like, spread love and cheer. I know it's not cheer season yet, but, like, you can spread cheer on Halloween. Yeah. And, like, that is just... I want to cry. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. Well, those sachets. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to need them. They're going to need yeah. them. So that's really cool that you're doing that. Sorry you guys don't live nearby. Otherwise, I know. That's okay. I saw I, too. <laughs> I was like, I want some Lindsay cookies. Well, before we uh, wrap up, do you have anything else you want to cover or talk about or present or share or any questions? Um, no, I, I feel... I feel like I've just sort of word vomited all of these like thoughts and feelings and, and, you know, stuff on, on you guys. So I feel, I feel That's good and emptied want. out. <laughs> if it's okay, can I ask one more question? Do you mind sharing what you grow in your garden? Oh, um, and do you sure. have any favorite herbs? 
Well, uh, I do, I do grow my own sage just because I, I'm not really able to ethically uh, purchase it. And um, uh, a friend of mine uh, got me some some lovely uh, white sage seeds uh, from um, from her family. Uh, they're they're Haida, um, and uh, I I managed to get one plant out of out of the seeds they they're very fussy seed as much as i am connected to plants i'm not actually great at growing stuff indoors outdoors like in a garden it's pretty good but when i start things inside i don't know what happens i just it's it's on me i probably just like fail to water them i have the same problem i kill basil I mean, I kill basil that I'm growing inside. Not houseplants, though, just FYI. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm doing so much better with it now, but it was um, a good while there where I just couldn't seem to get it going. But so I've got, I've got my little sage that I'm very proud of because, you know, I got her from, from a good source and, and she actually made it. Other than that, I mean, it's a lot of similar, like, or kitchen herbs, mm-hmm. um, because I, I do a lot of that, so I've got my basil, but uh, and thyme and and rosemary, and but I've also got uh, my my hound did uh, did really well this year, oh, wow. uh, and so I have some drying right now. I will be making a tea for um, later on. It's very good for for the lungs, so making a making a little cold care kind of tea. Um, who else is in the garden right now? Which are important and like heals all, which they just it just grows. So yeah. I don't really garden that, but um, my yard I'll definitely pick them and, and save them. Oh yeah, I'm I'm amazed at how many people do not take advantage of the free dandelions in their world. Get me started on people and their lawns. Oh, get me started on lawns. Oh, just, let's let's have a moment about lawns. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about that. Not We're converting time. ours. Yeah, we've been here now in this particular property for I think it's six years, and we are lucky enough to own our own home and have a little bit, not very much, but a little bit of land. But the whole front yard is, I actually just put down stakes two days ago of where all the garden beds are going to go and planted some uh, goldenrod. Yeah. So we're really excited. And I hope we've got a couple lawns around here in West Seattle. I don't know if you've got this, Lindsay, down where you are, but there are a lot of lawns that are converted into, uh, they're medicine gardens. I, I mean, I know they are because I know what I'm looking at, but also some vegetable gardens that the whole front lawns are becoming that. But we've got one house just like a block away that she is the envy of all you go through and you just look she's got so many raised beds and it's a small property and you look at it and you go oh this is what you can do with a small piece of land it's amazing so and you were just saying you own your own home yeah we we just got in in march so um my garden isn't quite up to up to speed all the way just yet we just did a little bit of planting um just in just in the nick of time uh, but we do have big plans for for much more, and we do um, vegetables as well as as herbs. And one day, I hope to even um, have what is considered a poisoner's garden, <laughs> but it's more just witchy herbs that you don't eat. Don't eat them. Don't put them in you. But go ahead and put them in your intent if you need to. Sometimes a sour jar is needed. I'm just saying. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> I think this summer we need an episode where we talk about that and have you back. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Let's do it. And how to keep animals safe when you're growing all that wonderful stuff. Not that I grow that stuff. Yes, I do. (laughs) I want to so bad. My garden right now, because I'm in an apartment, is just like a planter garden. And I like, I really made the most of it this year. And I made a little greenhouse for it. I'm very proud. But I want to have, I want to have a poisoner's garden so badly. And that would so be hard bad. in an apartment with an animal. It's yeah. hard to keep them out of, yeah. I have to keep the ficus in the bedroom because otherwise Tibble would probably nom on it and then die, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, my cat, Smudge. Uh, I love is... Smudge. Smudge! But he's kind of a dummy, and he 
chewed on um, my my little spider plant. I apparently um, cats get high on spider plants, <laughs> um, and now he's a little junky. And I had to actually I gave it to to a friend of mine to like. Um, she's very good with macrame, and so she's got the pot now, and she's going to make me a little hanging thing so he can't reach it anymore. Because he's now a little fiend, and and I have to like guide him through his <laughs> through his journey to like clean and sober living. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a thing with cats, but so apparently funny. he was obsessed, and I had to get it out and find a way to to have my plant and not have my cat gnawing on it because he he'd throw up. I'm like. Dude, this is hurting you. Stop doing the thing. Spider plant junkie. His insides, I feel like, are already so delicate, too. Yeah. He is delicate. He's been delicate since he was a baby. Oh, yeah. He has the funniest, saddest uh, origin story, which is that he was born without a butthole. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. Facebook was really funny during that time. (laughs) Um. Yeah, we had to um, crowdsource <laughs> getting the surgery. And so we like to say that he has an artisanal, um, locally sourced, handmade funnel. <laughs> 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 um, we also oh, call it his bionic nice. butt. <laughs> I like bionic butt. I yes. think that works. Oh, locally sourced, artisanal handcrafted love it butthole and in portland nonetheless i mean come on it's perfect you can get anything in portland yeah uh, yeah anyway yeah he's my <sighs> precious little dummy and i love him <laughs> i also love that um well we want to as much as we can probably talk to you for hours and hours we would like to respect your time on this lovely sunday i know you have things to be getting on with um but i know that i speak for both of us but uh, I'm sure Detta will repeat the same sentiments. We are very glad you're here. So happy. Yeah, we missed you. And this has been an amazing, interesting, wonderful conversation that I am personally inspired to go learn all kinds of new things about. So that's really like the highest praise I can give is that you've inspired me to learn something. So true. I'd suggest some books for you if you'd like. <gasps> please. Oh, oh my that. gosh, please. Wait till I finish coughing. so excited that we choked. <laughs> this is actually a great book. It's called uh, Hoodoo, Herb, and Root Magic by Catherine Yarnwood. I probably butchered that last name, so I'm just going to spell it out real quick. Y-R-O-N-W-O-D-E. And the thing to note about, about her is she she's actually a, a white woman who was brought into Hoodoo work and has definitely done done the 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 work and is not she's not columbusing all over it she's putting she's putting the the uh the emphasis in the right place and it is a fantastic resource book um (laughs) what is that is that that would be um that would be hubzilla he's (laughs) um He's running a D&D game right now. I want to leave this in. I want to leave this in now. (laughs) You're hearing me say, listeners, that I want to leave this in because I'm not editing this out. That is awesome. I love you, Hubzilla. But I find it to be a great resource because it breaks down um, all of the ingredients and and their meaning and how to get them ethically and all that good stuff so this book i have on hand all the time whenever i'm like oh what do i need for that old style conjure hoodoo root work and folk magic by star cases is fantastic for sort of the history and sort of understanding the how why and who sticks and stones roots and bones fantastic book stephanie rose bird um, it is spells, history, um, languages of flowers, baths, candles, all just, it's a good, just overall check stuff out, the herbs, the mojo bags, why, who, how, all that good stuff. Wow. Um, and then not specific to root work, 
but um, I always have on hand because it's um, super easy and, and a big part of my my um, herbal planty ways is uh, Gerard's Herbal, which is um, <laughs> the general history of plants with all sorts of misspellings because this is uh, circa 1633. Um, and this one is... Uh, interesting because it is the handbook that the royal doctor alchemist guy of uh, I mean Elizabeth the Elizabethan age this was the handbook that he made based off of the garden the apothecary gardens uh, at, at the at the castle and there are beautiful illustrations of each of the plants uh, it is, the language is a bit tough because spelling was not um, standardized at that point. And so, <laughs> wow, gosh, there's just a lot of extra ease and stuff. But it's, <laughs> um, it's really handy for sort of translating if you have an older spell. I know some folk, you know, get spells that have, you know, uh, an older name for a plant or something. You can look it up in, in, in this guy and you'll see a picture and you'll go, oh, oh, they mean this it's this. Uh, so I always have this on hand. Uh, it's also just good fun read because I'm a nerd about it. But um, those are kind of my, my go to. What do I need? I'm at a loss. I got to look it up. Oh, Lindsay, thank you for sharing. Thank that. You. Wow. We love book recommendations. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I haven't read it yet. But um, I just got uh, working conjure a guide to hoodoo folk magic. Yeah, so like I said, I haven't read it just yet, but it comes highly recommended from another friend of mine. That's awesome. That is, oh, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> Luckily, my um, my local witchy store that I love has um, a very nice uh, Hoodoo Santeria nice. um, section, root work section, and um, has most of these books. So it was just like, Maybe a year ago, they Excellent. struck out on their own and changed the name and cut off from them. So they had sort of that that bigger store base and um, have been coming along pretty well. Right. I don't go in there very often anymore. I, and right. pretty much I go in, beeline for what I need and get the crap out. But um, I will probably also link books bookshop.org, I think is what it is, where you can go you can go to your bookstore's website and if they're an affiliate, which I really encourage all these local bookstores to do, you can go to the bookstore you want and then go to bookshop.org and they get 30%, I think, of all the sales that you order online through them. It's been a great resource. I know I speak for both of us. It was a pleasure to have you with us today. Um, I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Ever since I asked and you said, that sounds fun. I've been like really looking forward to it. Uh, partly just because selfishly I miss you and also because you're super smart and wonderful and interesting. So um, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, we appreciate you spending your time on this day. And um, yeah, I think... That wraps up our time with the incredible Lindsay Gutter Bruja. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the show and letting me come and talk to you all about, uh, you know, a part of me that I don't talk about very much. And so it's it's been a real pleasure for me. And I, I miss you guys both so very much. And so it's just been nice you. to catch up as well. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed this interview and hang tight for a little more information. Hey, Corey, you want to send up some sparks? I would love to. So today, my spark is actually a, an Instagram account that we follow called Brujita Apothecary. And they are a California-based shop. And they sell amazing bath bombs and herbs and, and soaps and oils and all kinds of wonderful, amazing, beautiful things. And honestly, I've been stalking their Instagram this last week. So that is at Brujita Apothecary. We'll make sure to shout them out in our sparks on our story. But please go check them out. Maybe you're like looking for gifts to give this year or you want to treat yourself. Please go check them out.
What about you, Miss Detta? I want to send up another podcast. It's the, I know, it's the Witch Daily Show, and her name is Tanya, and I, I think she posts four times a week. She posts Monday, Tuesday, Thursday for sure. Maybe it's only three times a week. I'm almost positive there's a weekend day in there sometime. Anyway, she reads witchy news and articles. She sponsored, made, I don't know what to call it, this tea this fall. There were three of them. I'm addicted to all of them. Of course, they're limited edition. (laughs) I bought, after I bought the first, I bought one of each. And she talks about tea every day, by the way, or almost every day. Usually she's drinking a cup of tea. And the Harvest Tea is my absolute favorite tea that doesn't taste like tea. It has roasted chestnut, roasted caramel flavors in it. And she has gotten me, Tanya has gotten me into uh, this cocoa tea or cocoa Mm. nib tea, which I have also never been into. I'm just an herbal tea or a black tea person. Not anymore, thanks to her. Anyway, her podcast is great. It's 20, 25 minutes or so, three or four times a week. And I just absolutely love her. So check her out. And it is called The Witch Daily Show. Thank you all for joining us today as we interviewed the lovely, incredible, unforgettable Miss Lindsay. We hope that you learned a little something and got inspired to go learn a little bit more. Until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening. And if you liked it, please tell your friend and rate and review us and subscribe. Don't forget to leave that review because that really helps other people find this podcast. We also love it when you ask us questions. So please feel free to reach out to our Gmail, bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Or our Facebook at bonfirebabble. Or our... Or our Instagram at bonfirebabble. Or Twitter at bonfirebabble. I think Twitter is bonfirebabblepodcast. <laughs> what? Go figure. Bonfire Babel recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes.